Days. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. to be right here in these chairs live some of you may be watching on video here so i'm gonna lower that mic uh stan but it's so good to be here for go yard again tonight we love it we look forward to it every week i am mama mac along with me my amazing wonderful co-host the famous oh famous yes we've confirmed that we have confirmed that haven't we bobby (laughs) Dr. Angel Falzoni, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, and it's always a joy to sit right here at this table week after week and do these amazing shows. It's fun. It is a joy. It's a joy to do this with you. I love doing this. Do you like working with that blonde-haired, good-looking guy through the glass in there in the control room? I sure do. Isn't he a cutie pie? He is that. He is. Girls, any single girls out there, we have the, (laughs) the best, you know, guy right here for you. And actually, Bobby, we are talking about the subject of self-esteem tonight. Okay. So we want to build up your self-esteem right now. Okay. By telling you how much we will miss you when you go back to college this next week. Thank you. But how proud we are of you for going to college. That is exactly right. And so somebody else will be sitting in that engineer's chair for our shows for the next few weeks. But you said you might come back in the holidays or whatever. We'll see. Yeah. But you really are a joy to work with. Angel, do you Thank have you. anything wonderful you can say to Bobby? Oh, he is such a joy. He just is so he? great to work with. He You're really just is. fun. You're fun. Thank he you. is Same fun. to you both. He has some <laughs> life to our show. Crazy Doesn't show. Doesn't he? He does. Yes. So thank you very much, and we will miss you. But we know Thank you're you. going to be going off to college and getting straight A's. And mm-hmm. Got to do it. What is your major? Uh, uh, BFA is stage management. Stage management. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, so that's why you do this because that kind of goes along with it. Along there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. audio skills stuff. crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How far along are you? Uh, junior. Or yeah. Like mid, so halfway. Halfway. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So we will miss you, but we uh, appreciate you whenever you're here. Thank you very much. Yes, it's so good to get these kids doing their college stuff, and and like your your son, Joey, now and. Yeah, yes, it is. It's nice to see them grow and to become their own person. But yeah, I remember maybe a few hours ago when you <laughs> said she sent me a text, uh, Bobby, because her youngest Spencer was what? Mama, what? He started high school today. Yeah, baby. She, yeah, her baby started high school. So, yeah, I remember that. My babies are still having babies. And, uh, you know. As evidenced by number 12 grandchild just arrived a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How exciting is that? So, self-esteem. Self-esteem. Why are we tackling a topic like this tonight? You know, it is, it's an important topic. I think it's, we don't think, we hear the terms a lot, but I right. don't think we really think about what that means or where we measure in self-esteem. Yeah, and a lot of people, yeah, don't even know if there's as good, bad, or indifferent. Where, where do they I really stand? don't know. Right. right. We hear that term thrown out quite frequently. We're going to talk about that tonight in just a moment. It'll be a great show. And we want to invite people to go to our website, uh, goyard2014.org. It's an O-R-G, not a .com. And why would they go there? 
The website is amazing, first of all. It's got all of our shows for the last almost three years, totally chronicled. They are titled, they are labeled by show. So you can find that show that relates to where you're where you are right now, what you're going through right now, and get tools right now to help you get through. Absolutely. And, and it's free. And it's free. And as somebody said to me today, this is this show is free counseling. It is, isn't it? Absolutely it is. And you know, it's strengths-based. We look at finding the strength in things and the strength gets us through things quicker, which right. is why we we focus there. And then on a positive base. And so it's real tools that you can do yourself and get yourself jump started. You know, exactly. Sometimes from time to time we need a little extra help, but Sometimes we just need a little nudging in the right direction and, and we have the tools to do it. Absolutely. So. And we don't ever invite people very often to uh, let get a hold of us about sponsoring, but we do have a couple opportunities right now for anybody that wants to do that for your business or whatever it is you're endeavoring to do. And um, so just send us an email, goyard2014 at gmail.com, and they can send questions for shows to that same email, can't they? Absolutely. When we do our quarterly question and answer shows, send Those them are, in. We get some crazy stuff coming here. good stuff. It's the real stuff. No, it's real. It's I love real. that. And, and it's not fake news. Comes all We in. are the ones that receive it and you chronicle it put it on a sheet for me and we have a show and edit them down <laughs> yeah well because a lot of them are or, rather long extensive. and that's okay more details kind of helps me uh, helps us understand what direction the question's going in too so, so. Keep, keep that in mind if you want to send a question for our next q a show which will be in a couple weeks or maybe three or four weeks i don't know i have to look at the schedule anyway uh, we would love for you to do that again, email, because texting is just not enough space there for you to really <laughs> and be able it's to. it's easier because I can print the emails off and then right. it, it makes it Go easier to them. organize. Absolutely. Goyard2014 at gmail.com. If you want to text today during the show, it's 727-888-4171. Comes right here to my phone that's sitting right here beside me. Give it to you one more time. 727-888-4171. Questions, comments, whatever. If you'd like to call in during the show, we are live right here in the studio most weeks, and we are tonight. That number is 727-441-3000, and Bobby can patch you through to us, 727-441-3000. If you have a comment or a question about what we're talking about tonight, which is self-esteem. Self-esteem. That means feeling good about yourself. Oh, kind of. Kind yeah, of? I like that. Kind okay. of. All okay, right. so let's talk about what it means. What, what it is means. it? Self-esteem is confidence. Oh, okay. I like that word. It's our I like that own word. worth and our own abilities. Okay. So self-esteem is kind of this internal, they use the word personality characteristic. I don't like that because that kind of leads that it can't change. And self-esteem is very fluid. It can it change is fluid, up or down. It? Very, yes. very fluid. Um, but it's that belief that I can do what I set out to do, that I have right. abilities to do good things. It is that confidence in who I am. I like am. that word confidence in who you are. I like that. Um, and it is does go along a little bit with just feeling good about yourself and feeling like you can accomplish certain things. Absolutely. So individuals who have healthy self-esteem when like they have a bump in their road or something comes at them, they have the confidence that they could figure it out, that I can find the tools I need to get through this instead of letting circumstances swallow them under right where someone with lower self-esteem they don't feel like they have confidence and they troubles hit them harder and make life more challenging for them because they really feel like they don't have the tools perhaps that they need in order to figure out the problem they're in right then or what absolutely or that they even have the ability oh okay to do what they that what needs Sometime, to be done. Well, don't you think a lot of people, doctor, it's been my experience through the years, a lot of people are down on themselves quite a bit. And they don't sometimes show that all the time. They sometimes mask it. You they, wanna, oh, absolutely. You talk they about do. that? Um, and they may show it indirectly and passively. I see it a lot in like just not trying something to better themselves when, right. you know, it's something they really enjoy. I had a patient I worked with many years ago that sticks out with this, and she really wanted to become a hair cutter for children. She loved working with children and wanted to become a hair cutter. And, but she wouldn't even try oh, because wow. she didn't have the self-confidence that she could pass the class at you know, the technical school. And I'm like, but if you don't do it, you won't have it. If you try, you may just get there. But she couldn't even have the confidence to try. 
So she was so sure that she would fail? And was she, that the deal? So sure she didn't have the ability to do it. Whatever that inner ability that she put out there, she wouldn't try. And she missed what she really wanted to do, not even putting an effort to try. And when people have that low of a self-esteem that they don't even try, it causes a lot of other problems well, it and paralyzes issues. them. Paralyzes them. Absolutely. Right. And, and issues. So depression. Right. Exactly. You know, there are things I want, but I don't have the confidence that I can have it. Right. Or that I have any ability to get it or that I deserve it. Wow. In other words, feeling very down on yourself. Absolutely. Um, toxic shame is a big one. Whoa, what? whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. <laughs> what? Toxic what? Toxic shame. Would you define that? I will. So toxic shame is what we call layers of shame. So it's when I think I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not like I don't feel like I am anything enough. I'm not worthy of anything. I can't do anything. It is that all those I am, I can't negative statements that okay. become shame. Shame is identity. Okay. And so toxic shame is those layers of shame. So toxic. I like that word. Why did you use that word? Because shame layered will become like a venom going through your body and veins. Uh -huh. You will okay. be more prone to autoimmune deficiency disorders, cancers, ah, getting sick yes. more often. Like toxic shame is a huge contraindicator to a lot of physical so it's a ailments. medical issue and i i love the fact that so many times you're able with your expertise and your phd and your all the this training that you've had to be able to uh, relate some of the things we talk about on the show to medical issues absolutely because we're connected you know our body is just so interconnected we have multiple systems but when one system's off balance it affects all of our systems right you know and our mental health is one and emotional health is one system we have our physical health and you know we have lots of different parts our cognitive health that they're all impacted so when you're feeling shame yeah it's affecting your physical health it affects your ability to remember and learn new information really so it affects is absolutely. that a medical fact it is absolutely i just I never even thought of that 40 hours of that to clinicians over the last you just month. did yes, you I said did. okay because so amplify it, on that a little it hits bit the brain okay it, it hinders the brain's ability to take in new information and just remember daily tasks and because the way it what it's doing to the inside of the brain neurobiologically. So, so it, the shame, you're talking about toxic shame. Toxic shame. Toxic shame does that and Layers causes of shame. You. Yes. Whoa. That's crazy. Well, so then they feel more shame because then they can't, can't remember, remember what they're supposed to do or they forgot their keys and they're feeling. So it just keeps validating, I'm not good, I'm not smart, I can't. And it becomes a vicious cycle for so people. So a lot of memory loss, and that we're not talking about Alzheimer's and things no, no, no. like that. We're just talking about ordinary, I forgot this, I forgot that, I got to work, I don't have my phone, on and on and on, whatever the case may be, right? Absolutely. You know, and so that's one of those things that low self-esteem, one of the impacts it has. Um, one, another one is, is it keeps us in unhealthy relationships. Okay, low self-esteem mm -hmm. keeps us in unhealthy relationships. Are you talking Absolutely. about abusive relationships? Unhealthy or, and or abusive relationships. Okay, Either way. And, and why would that be? I mean, why would a person be attracted to, are you saying, let me ask you what you're yeah, saying. Go ahead. Are you saying that people with low self-esteem tend to attract abusers? That's true. Or abusers are tend to be attracted to people with low self-esteem. Oh, but it's probably more likely the probably second. Probably more magnetic the other yes, way. Yes, yes. But because they feel like they're not worthy, they're not worthy, I can't right. have, I don't deserve, they will accept less. They'll accept unhealthy. They'll accept abuse. And I've abuse. seen that through the years with people, I know you have too, uh, with abusers targeting almost, maybe self, maybe oh, unconsciously, yeah. but targeting people who feel bad about themselves, building them up. Right. They build Making that, them feel great. But that confidence only happens in direct result of the abuser, which is how that relationship stays very toxic because you're only worth something when you're with me. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. And so it's, it, they need and that I, worth. Need I need me. that feeling of right. worth. So I'm not letting you go no matter what you do. And that's why those relationships are so challenging to break that cycle. Because you're really dealing with self-esteem issues. Self-esteem is definitely a core issue when we're talking about unhealthy and abusive relationships. Absolutely. Because if and I know I my see, value, yeah. right. I am going to be less willing to tolerate abusive relationships or unhealthy relationships. I'm okay. going to know I'm worth more and I have an ability to get out. Okay, let's say a, a woman is in an abusive marriage. She's been in there, let's say, 20, 25, 30 years, whatever. Long, long time. 
And this has been a pattern. And she's tried to break free a few times and tried to get a divorce, but something always pulls her back, right? Mm -hmm. So you're saying she's got to start working on, and it could be the other way around, male versus uh, an abusive wife. We know that. Can go the other way. But you're saying she needs to work on her self-esteem. Her self-esteem. How would she do that? Oh, we're going to get to that in the show. Uh-huh. So, huh, don't okay. jump ahead of me. Another uh, thing that can happen when we have low self-esteem is that we just don't meet our potential in life. We fall short. Right. And then we feel that falling short of our potential. And that kind of leads us back into depression and the shame. So, like, this is a very vicious, like, it's like a tornado. It just kind of, like, sucks you in when you get in that low self-esteem. Oh, yeah. It impacts wow. all of our areas of our lives. So okay. how does it happen? How, how, do do, it? how does it happen? Because... You know, babies come into this world pretty innocently. However, hasn't medical research shown that what happens in the womb, what they hear, what's going on outside can affect them? Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, In utero, there are a lot of things that happens while a baby is developing it in utero can impact the rest of their life. And we know that. We know that through brain science. Like, the last decade has been amazing to be in our field because of the research that has come out. I'm cool. going to go geeky for a second. But go it geeky. Is, we want to hear it. It's been so amazing to see what we've learned okay. on what are key elements in our developmental stage and where we can get impacted forever. Okay. And so the cool thing about the brain is we can get impacted, but the brain can heal. Uh, cool thing. It's neuroplastic. It goes both ways. So it can heal and totally recover from whatever experience. That's good news. That's awesome news. So they you don't need a pill to do it. So the little baby who's in utero and he has an abusive dad who is constantly screaming and yelling awful things at the mother and whatever and threatening and whatever can be affected by yes, all that negativity. Absolutely. But you're also saying this person can recover from they that. They can absolutely 100% recover. News. And that's amazing news. So when I look, when you look at the research to what causes low self-esteem, there's not like this one cause. If this happens, you're going to have low self-esteem. Right. Um, because we're subjective. We kind of see our world through our own interpretation. Right. So what might be upsetting to you may not be upsetting to me. Right. However, saying there's no one cause, there are some causes that we know that tend to lead more to negative self- low so self-esteem. So just uh, more likely. If more you, likely. If these things have happened to you, you can. You can. So... Um, people who've grown up with uninvolved or negligent parents tend oh, to have yeah. lower self-esteem because so. our, our parents and primary caregivers are the ones that start that process for us in our life. Um, having negative peers, getting bullied at school. And sometimes that's because of some physical trait that is strange or might look different. You might not be growing at the same rate as the other kids. You might talk a little different. Your skin might be a different shade from the other kids. Right, sure. Kids can, kids are brutal. They they, (laughs) they, they can be very vicious. Yeah. But that can leave an impact. I mean, I work with adults who will still tell me about when they were in fourth grade and the bullying that happened. It still impacts who they see themselves today. And I know this has probably been going on forever, bullying, but... It seems to be more in the news, more talked about now. Am I wrong with that? Or is it just... Well, it's come more to our light. I think previous generations, we kind of thought, oh, kids will be kids. And that whole sticks and stones will break your bones, but words won't hurt you. We have found out it's just a lie. Words hurt very badly. Right. Um, Another reason I think it's come out more in the front of our attention is because there's more ways to bully people today. The cyber situation. The technology has just opened this mass way of... Kids getting bullied. Now it doesn't have to be face-to-face to to still be hurtful. Well, how many times do we hear on the news a young girl is bullied and hangs herself or kills herself or overdoses intentionally or whatever because she's so tired of living with all that at school? Uh, My niece, who when she was in eighth grade, the, the kids used to text her and tell her to go drink bleach and die. Oh, my God. And had she not had the relationship with her mom to go get mom, this is what they're telling me to do. And her mom was able to intervene. But what wow. about the kid that doesn't have that parent that they feel safe to go to with that? And that must be why we hear some of this stuff on the news. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's vicious and um, it definitely impacts self-esteem. Okay, just a second. Before okay. you go on with that, to the person driving down the road or sitting at home and they're a parent, okay, how aware should they be in this day and age of the potential of bullying at school with peers, et cetera, 
what can you give them any advice? I mean, it, maybe something they can ask their kids or something like that. So what I found in working with kids is that most every kid has either been bullied or is the bully. Really? And sometimes the ones that are the bully have been bullied. So they might have been on both sides of that. So Seriously? Absolutely. Almost every kid? Almost every kid I've ever worked with has had some kind of bullying experience. Now, the extents are definitely a big range. Sure. But talking to your kid, being open yeah, about like, is anybody making fun of you? Is anyone mm-hmm. picking on you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as the more open we can bring this to the table, the more safe your child will feel to talk to you. Right. And I know we broadcast everywhere, but for parents who live in Pinellas County, Florida, right, they can go on to Pinellas County School website and make an anonymous report. And oh, the wow. School board That's will investigate great. Those. So nobody has to know that Bobby Smith said that Johnny was, you know, hitting him in the lunchroom. But they will investigate all those reports. Oh, that's huge. And that if, if Pinellas County has it, it's probably I'm everywhere. I'm sure a lot of um, regions also have some type. And know what your, your school district's bullying policy okay. is and how to get help. I guess the point I'm trying to make, and you're making it, is that don't be ignorant of the fact in this day and age that your kids more than likely are either experiencing bullying or they are the bully. Mm-hmm. That is, it's, it's, it's that big. common. It's it a is, big problem. Yeah, it's very common. And especially with social media and and some of these Instagram and whatever things, Snapchat and all. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm got Facebook down, but not of this other stuff. But, <laughs> I'm but with the, you. <laughs> you know, but these kids are, you know, they are communicating sometimes in things that parents don't see. Is my point? Absolutely. You should be checking. You should be checking on your kids. You should know what they're doing online, period. But we should be helping to keep our kids safe and being aware, having those conversations, looking at their texts, making sure that, you know, they are safe. In other words, be the involved parent because you might just help your kid develop some good self-esteem by getting involved and well, following it for what it is. Well, that shows that I am worth something. And we are building that self-esteem when we intervene. It is. Yes. That's what it's showing. Okay. And so often, um, the kids right around our our kids' friends or whatever can be very, very toxic, I guess is the word, or it is, it mean, is. abusive. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that so, definitely impacts lifelong self-esteem with uh, what happens with our peers early okay. on. What about kids that are overweight at, mm-hmm. say, let's say... 10, 11, 12. I mean, this happens. It's common for kids to put on weight at that age. Quite common. You know, anything. Kids can find anything that they, you wouldn't even imagine some of the things I've heard kids getting bullied for. So they're very creative and it doesn't matter what, you know, you're like, oh, my kid's good looking and they wear all the name brands and blah, they're never going to get bullied. That's probably not true. Right. Like I've seen kids get bullied because their grades were good. Exactly. (laughs) Because their grades were good. Yeah. Let alone the kid that is, is really having a hard time. And gets... Absolutely. And so just know that peers definitely have an impact. Um, this goes without saying trauma. Any trauma experience does impact our self-esteem. Okay. Body image. And that kind of goes back to that bullying. But our body image. So if we're growing at a different rate than people around us, we kind of feel like we're less than. Right. Even if we're more advanced than the people around us. So when we're outside some of those norms, or maybe we think our nose is too big or our eye color is not good. Like, we tend to look in the mirror and find the flaws. That's kind of writing the on pimples, ourselves. The pimples, the acne mm-hmm. stuff that goes on as for teenage kids. That writes right? on our self-esteem. Sure does. Yeah. That whole being a small fish in a big pond. Explain that. Okay. So that's just when you see the world's big and you feel like such an insignificant part. Right. You know, when we're sending these, like my son started high school. It's a huge school. Thousands of kids are going to this school and, you know, coming in as the bottom fish. You know, that can be a very challenging situation to get through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially when upperclassmen tend to pick on the little guys, right? Or the... Oh, of course. It's kind of a right of passage. Spencer is hardly a little guy, but... Yeah, like six foot three. He's not I little. know. He's not a little guy, but still, you know, first day in high school, is it's a big it's a big adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so often it seems like kids at that age don't have any idea what how how their schoolwork is going to really impact whether or not they get into college even. Absolutely. There's at so ninth, much. At All those eighth pressures. and ninth, tenth grade, they need to be concerned about that. And so often they and just And those don't. pressures impact how we see ourselves. Right. And I think we are time for a break. Let's Mama do a Matt. break and we'll come right back. Glad you're joining us tonight on Go Yard. Welcome to my city. 
This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at first song I wrote down that one of the lines it was so good please please don't you ever feel that you're less than I love that and that's what we're talking about here with self-esteem welcome back to go yard and I'm mama Mac here along with dr. angel and we are talking about self-esteem tonight it's a very important topic isn't it absolutely yes so uh, we were talking about some of the causes and as you pointed out earlier it's not easy sometimes to know what's caused it in people no no and really honestly if you find that oh maybe i do struggle with my self-esteem it doesn't matter where how it started it matters that we can recognize and move forward a lot of times we like to talk about the causes so when you're raising your children or when you're impacting other people we can be careful to guard some of that but we we can't put people in a bubble either and so you know self-esteem is really One of the most important parts is a person grows healthier self-esteem when they feel loved and accepted and supported by the people around them. Exactly. Yeah. And so the more that they feel that way, the more they feel good about themselves. I feel confident in myself. Right. And so, you know, things like bad choices that we make make, can hurt our self-esteem. You know, having that feeling like I have to make everyone around me happy and people-pleasing can lead to that, you know, low self-esteem or that you have, you don't have control. You know, people who tend to think that control happens outside of them, you know, right. um, struggle with self-esteem because they aren't realizing I do have power and I can change things. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, low self-esteem. I think a lot of people that have that do struggle with feeling like they can't make any changes on anything that affects them, right? True. And so one of the questions I get in therapy is, well, how do you know if I have low self-esteem? Yeah, right. You know, it's not like I can go to the doctor and take a vial of blood and go, oh, your self-esteem levels are a little <laughs> low this time. Let's work on that. Um, it doesn't happen that way. No. Um, so some of the signs is people who apologize frequently. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, they kind of feel like... Something. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And things that I have nothing to do with them. Yeah, I, I wish I should have said that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah that kind of thing. That is definitely a sign I that know you people have like lower self-esteem. Sure. Oh, sure. we all do. Yeah. Um, what do you do to that? I mean, let's say you're the parent and your kid is coming up and you see that trend starting in your child. What do you do? Well, we can kind of redirect that. Okay. And letting them, does this did you do it? Did you want this to happen? You know, and kind of helping them reality test the, their faultiness of what just happened. Um, and if we're the adult, we need to catch ourselves, Right. You know, um, CS, I've been watching NCIS and one of the guy has these rules <laughs> to you? life. Yes, I have. Okay. I'm really behind on TV. Anyway, okay. he has this rules to life. And one of them is apologizing as a sign of weakness. Well, I don't agree with that completely, but I do agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is definitely... That sign when of it's low self-esteem when it's right. overboard and not yeah. warranted. Right. When it's warranted, we do apologize. Sure. Um, believe that if anything good happens to you is because of luck. Oh, not because you had anything to do with not it. Not because you had effort, energy, skills, talent. No, it's just luck. I'm just lucky. Wow. I have, yes, I know people <laughs> Look at your like face this. Is lighting up. <laughs> yeah, because especially I remember back in high school, uh, college, 
people would say, no, I was just at the right place at the right time, uh-huh. you know, to get that job or whatever. Well, you don't deserve the job you got. Well, I just said the right. I just knew the right people, you know, putting themselves down type thing. Mm-hmm. I, I've had that conversation with many people through the years. Yeah, yep. that's definitely it. That's that's another one. So of those that's signs. A, that's a sign of it. OK, this All is right. an interesting one. When you buy things you don't really like. Whoa. What does that have to do with low self-esteem? Well, it's because you aren't having your own self-identity. I don't have confidence in what I like, so I'm gauging it based on what other people tell me I should like. Okay, so let's say you're out shopping with a bunch of friends, and you're in high school, and, oh, I love that, I love that, you know, and everybody buys it, right? Is that what you're That's saying? That's one example, you get or it. gauging what you should like based on magazines or media or, or what's popular or trending, but you don't really like it. How many teenagers struggle with looking at blend. models, mm-hmm. right? And you're supposed to be... Very skinny and very tall and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for the kids that don't have that body type. Oh, yeah, very few kids have that body type. And so when we find that we're buying stuff that we really don't like, that's a warning sign that there's something. We have some well, self-esteem Well, sometimes issues. parents have a lot to do with that. And they, let's say they want a tomboy kid, because I was a tomboy kid, to look more feminine in school. You know, and that was like, are you kidding me? No, I just want to be comfortable. My whole thing is be comfortable, you know. But I, I've known a lot of people through the years that try to get their kid to look a certain way fit with their mold. clothes, fit right? In fit in mold. the mold, and or we try to fit ourselves in that mold that we think we that should we be. think we should be. And I didn't try that myself. <laughs> I'm going to be comfortable. So. I hear you there. <laughs> That's um, why I have this Gap T-shirt on. One of my favorite ones, Bobby. By the way, tonight. I just it's want so you nice know. and bright and cool. yellow. It, it's like. 15 years old, but it's one of my favorites because it's so comfortable. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't have ruffles on. Yeah, no ruffles. And that's okay. You're comfortable. I am comfortable. And that's yeah. who you are. And you're confident in your comfortability. I am. I am. But I think a lot of teenagers and younger people aren't that way. True. And then then they struggle with, no, mom, I really don't like that, what you bought, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. Go ahead. When we avoid conflict, mm-hmm. that's usually a sign we have low self-esteem or com- we have a low confidence in ourselves. So we don't want conflict. So we're going to dance around it, pretend like it didn't exist, ignore it, shut ourselves away. Oh, yeah, away. I like that Christmas. You open it and your your mother or your grandmother mm-hmm. gave you something that's just horrendous. And, oh, yeah, that's great. But that's a lie, right? Cause that's a big one. Right. Yeah, this next one is probably one of my personal favorites. I see this constantly. Is when people are constantly checking their phone for messages that aren't there. Oh, they're waiting, they're waiting, nuts. they're waiting for that, those likes on social media or, you know, everything's gauged yes. on people, you know, yes. contacting them. And yes. I, you know, I sat in a meeting and watched someone, I'm mean, seriously, in like 45 minute meeting, they must have opened their phone 30 times. There wasn't any messages. It was very distracting and frustrating. So you see this even with counselors, uh, people I that need to, everywhere. that should know better. Mm-hmm. It's self-esteem. No one, but, no one's exempt from needing to work. Exactly. But, you know, with Facebook, it does it, it does give you an avenue to judge whether or not somebody has read your post, likes the pictures you put on. Well, right? you know, and even even the social media themselves will run reports on how many likes you got and what got the most likes. So they kind of oh. set us up in that, too. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely a big one for self-esteem. Like if you need those likes to feel good. Self-esteem. Yeah, because these likes are coming from people that you don't hang out with usually. True story. Right? They're just people that are in your friend group. Yeah, in your online friend group. Yeah. Um, you tell dumb lies. Ah, you know, really? It's kind of putting on That's those interesting. masks. Oh, I like that. Or, oh, I like, I want to do that. And you, no, you don't. It's not really what you want. Okay, who- so audience, don't forget what what this list is. These are characteristics of people that may have low self-esteem. And one of the things that we see as counselors a lot of times is that dumb lie thing. Oh, that dumb lie thing is a big thing. And it hurts Give relationships. Give us an example. Give us an example. Oh, my God. Oh, every, your friend group wants to all go skydiving. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and you're scared to death of heights, but you do it anyway. Or, you know, the I like thing happens a lot when you don't really like or want something or or a dumb lie of why you didn't call somebody back or where you really were because you don't want conflict. Right. Uh, dumb lies. You're not really trying to be volitious, but 
you're trying to avoid usually conflict or feel accepted. And how about the person that the, in the friend group who everybody's going to a certain expensive place to eat or... And you can't really afford it, but you don't want to say. You can't really afford it, but you don't want to say. And so then you don't eat for the next five days because you just went and... Sp- There's, that's a dumb lie. That's, that's a, a dumb, dumb lie. lie. But it's, be, it's because maybe somebody's self-esteem is not strong enough to be able to say, I cannot do this. No, thank you for the invite, but I yeah, can't. Right. Um, and the, la- the last one on our list is something I would love to capitalize on a business for this, but you can never pick a place to eat. Oh, my gosh. How many times have you heard? I don't care. I just want to make a restaurant says I don't care because How everybody picks that place. spouses go around and round about this? Been there, done that, where? And that just kind of shows your lack of identity. Very interesting. Good point. Interesting, huh? Yeah, but a lot of people just want to keep peace. So they go, oh, you pick, honey, you pick, honey. And then they're sitting there eating something they didn't really, a place they didn't want to go. Absolutely, they do that. So that is also kind of a trigger or kind of exposes self, low self-esteem. It does. When you don't have an opinion? Yeah, when you have that, like, you're not having that identity or that confidence that what I want is going to be okay. Accepted. Well, a lot of times that's possible because the situation is that every time you do suggest it gets shut down so after a while i mean i've seen that in people maybe because you're still allowing an unhealthy relationship so there's a lot of things that can happen in this these dynamics and that's not a hard and fast list and it's definitely not exhaustive but those are some of the things that i commonly see in people right so is there such a thing as too high self-esteem absolutely really and it's a bad thing too high and too low in self-esteem are both bad So you got to have a balance. How you do you know? It's like a level. When you put a level on a board that you've just uh, nailed in, right? Absolutely. It needs to be a balance type thing because with Because people with too high self-esteem are always thinking about me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. my heavens. They're self-absorbed. Uh, they're defensive. Uh, we could do a whole show on you that. Could. Uh, you could. We should someday. Narcissism. The narcissism is, is the, the word. word. <laughs> right? For... Somebody who is so self-absorbed that everything revolves around them in life, right? Absolutely. So there is a balance. Talk about narcissism. Narcissism destroys. You don't have empathy. You don't learn to think of other people's needs, wants, and desires. You, you, it is literally all about you. You think you're right. You can't take criticism. You can't take feedback. You don't have that mentality to learn and grow. Like it is definitely a vacuum. It just sucks that person into themselves so it's a mental illness oh absolutely it's diagnosable it's diagnosable okay so are you born with it nope what happens it's an environmental ah boy and she didn't even say it could be nope you know really no arguing there there was no arguing here (laughs) whatsoever narcissism is in the class of personality disorders and our personality is all impacted by our environment okay so personality is not well how many times have you said this child's personality is like his dad or this one's like, or my dogs? I mean, one has a personality that's uh, kind of uh, Zoe Grace is kind of, you know, territorial and that kind of thing. And Macklin, the little baby, Macklin Grace, she is very sweet and loving and, and whatever. She's not like that at all. You're saying that's environmental? Our personality, yeah, the environment definitely this. It, Feeds no, no nature thing, just nurture. Nurture. Our personality disorders are all yes. It's all is all because of what. Now I'm pinning you for you a reason. You can pin me on this. Go ahead. Because of some situations I know right now. So, when somebody is 40, 50, 60 years old, and they're so narcissistic and so self-absorbed, and it's all about them, and they raise Cain if they don't get their way, etc. You're saying it's because they grew up that way. Well, factors around them, yes, contribute it. Now, you'll see maybe some things run in family lines. And you say, well, wait a minute. I know families are all narcissists. Well, they learn that by watching narcissists be narcissists. Um, it is definitely an observed so personality. So it's not in our genetic makeup. No. And you may have family lines with similar personality this issues. Is something, those are learned behaviors. Okay, this is something that really helps me understand somebody. It's learned so, behaviors. That's okay. It's learned behaviors, it right? Is. And it's how we learn to see our environment, how people respond. That all shapes and forms how our personality is. Okay, develops. so this environment we have going on culturally across the United States right now where everybody gets a trophy and everybody's yes. a winner mm-hmm. and nobody had a, a rough at bat. 
He was a great at bat. Everybody's at bat is the best at bat they've ever had is not a good thing. Not at all. It feeds narcissism and entitlement, which is one of the issues that we're struggling with in our culture. We see a lot of our young adults struggling with it's all about me. Well, we see that in the millennials quite a bit. Yes. Helps me understand some stuff. Shed some lights, yeah. Personality definitely is is made in our environment and can be changed in our environment. The thing with personality is it we can't it can be changed. Yeah. It just takes time. It is not something that's gonna, you know, oh, I don't like the way I respond or that I see myself like that all the time. I just want to change tomorrow. It's not. It's it, it takes, takes a lot of time and actually change personality, habits. yes. Yeah, it really does. So then back to this question about that, then the way we nurture and raise up our children, it's it's important to be honest, is what I hear you saying with our kids. Yeah, you missed the ball, or yeah, you hit a fly ball and it was caught and it was the last out of the game, yeah. But not saying, that was great, your form was great, or whatever, right? Correct. Try to be realistic. Is that what I hear you saying? I do. Be I honest. am saying that. Honesty, always. I always am a big proponent of being honest to our children. Yeah, I am too. I, I really feel like that's not letting important. them win the board game so they can feel better about themselves. Like, I think that what happened was we had such a generation of low self-esteem that we changed the pendulum to just only high self-esteem. And we need a balance self-esteem balance. You know, we do. <laughs> it needs to be balanced. We, are, okay. we need to feel secure in who we are. Okay, back to the board game, because you are, I grew up in Central America, parents, missionaries, so we played a lot of board games, and we did not have TV. We had a shortwave radio that I could listen to the San Francisco Giants baseball games, <laughs> and that's about it. So there was a lot of games and things like that, and you, and, and I thought that was a good way to grow up, by the way. Now, I mean, we have too much stimulus, I think, mm -hmm. for, for our kids, but... With board games, you just said, because you have grown your sons up playing a lot of family board games, correct? Yes, I have. That's not correct grammatically. You've grown your sons up. But <laughs> you know what them, I mean. You've yes. raised your sons. So what happens if somebody gets their feelings hurt because they didn't win? Well, then we have to learn how to take loss and what that feels like and look at, you know, we're just playing a game. Someone's got to lose. And so teaching them how to handle loss. And not tolerating a temper tantrum? Not at all. Nope. You know, that's an extremely important concept that I hope our audience gets a hold of if they're parents or grandparents because it's okay for that child not to be the best at everything. Well, it teaches them and motivates them to try. Right. You know, we have a lot of kids and our young adults who have no motivation. Right. Um, I was just having a conversation with a woman today who was, oh, I'm so irritated that school started because now I'm going to have to get my son back up for school. Come to find out her son's like 26 and he's in college. I'm like, what the heck are what? you doing waking him up for school? <laughs> like, I don't wake up my 15-year-old who had to be on a bus at 530 this morning. Right. Seriously? Oh, oh yeah. See, that's, so, that's something really wrong here. <laughs> it is. And so, but that impacts self-esteem. It does. And so that healthy balance is... You know, it, my who I am is not dependent on anything outside of me. Okay. It is, it's dependent on me. I have worth. I have value. I have talents. I have things I'm not good at. It's having more of a realistic appraisal of who you are. Very good. I like that. And so, you know, we achieve more. We're willing to try because we do feel like we have talents. So, so many in this generation that we're talking about seem to feel like they should be the best at everything and they should be applauded for everything they do. Right? Oh, yes. It's a problem. We're going to do a series on millennials. We will. But here, I have a really interesting one. So I sat, I just told you, I shared 40 hours. Uh, no, no, I mean, it, our present not, company not Bobby, accepted, sorry. right? Except for oh, Bobby. I, I, and I'm not I just picking on millennials here, but. Did I see the problems you all see? around. <laughs> okay. All right. I just did a 40-hour training for master-level clinicians, and I broke them into teams, and I made it a competitive thing over the course of the entire training. And at the end of the training, one of the teams won, and I had gift cards for that team. And I can't tell you the number of people who came out, well, where's our gift card? Where's my gift card? I'm like, your team didn't win. Well, what do I get? I'm like, you just got a $2,000 training for free. Right. And that was not a millennial. Those were not millennials coming to me Whoa. complaining. Whoa. And they're probably going to be in my office tomorrow lined up pissed that I just said that. But that that's the case. Whoa. Not everyone wins. It's okay. It's okay. 
Self-esteem should not be based on us always getting our own way, right? Absolutely not. In fact, failures are opportunities to learn and grow. Yeah. If we never have a failure, we never can improve, right? No. Wow. And when you have healthy self-esteem, you're willing to hear feedback. You're willing to make adjustments if you need to. Um, You have higher relationship satisfaction because you are thinking of yourself and protect, you know, you have healthy boundaries and you're also having empathy and compassion for others. Sure. You know, so how do you do it? I know we're down to like the last few minutes. We're like, you guys had a lot of great things. Okay, I struggle. What do I do? Thinking positively. You know, when we always have that negative point of view, we're going to see everything negative. We're going to feel negative. And that's going to feed right into a low self-esteem, isn't it? Learning to forgive yourself. Oh, wow, that's huge. That is huge. We talk about forgiveness a lot. Forgiveness does not mean you agree with what happened or right. that you think it was okay that you did this. Absolutely. But I'm talking about forgiving yourself. yourself. Right. But you got to let times, yourself yes. off the hook. Let yourself off the hook. Yes. Um, avoiding those musts mm-hmm. and those shoulds. Ah, I should have done that. that. I must do this. I should have done that. Uh-huh. Because that is... Yeah. Shoulds are just a trap for us to feel inadequate. Right. We can evaluate. What could I do different next time? It's a different frame of mind, but that's evaluation to grow. Yeah. Should is taking yourself down. Um, it's demeaning to yourself. Right. Um, challenging the negative thoughts. You know, oh, I'm not pretty or I'm not good enough or I can't do anything right. Let's start challenging. Look at yourself. What do you do right? Or right. what, you know, what is, ne- what do you like about your appearance? Or, you know, look at. Stop look trying to look at the judgments you have on yourself exactly. and start looking at what's going on that is okay, that's acceptable. So this these are tools to to turn your self-esteem around. Turn it around and look for your strengths. Absolutely. What are you good at? What do you like? What are your passion? Those are all things to build self-esteem on. And so many people would say, well, there's nothing I really like to do. I am, you know, again, back in our cultural situation right now where we're entertained so much, versus being creative uh it's really good i think to start kids and music lessons and things like that who knows you might have a amazing guitarist right there living in your your home and he's seven you know you know and that's one of the thing you know my perspective on parenting was making sure my kids had the opportunity for experience and i had a rule that you have to try every child had to play a musical instrument every child had to play a sport every child you know i had certain things you had to engage in you only had to do it once and if you didn't like it you didn't have to do it again and they i have one that loves the french horn i has another i have another one going to play the um oh i don't know what it is but the big old horn on uh, playing another tuba. year of band the tuba thank you yeah. playing the tuba now he's trying football he comes home mom it's hard i don't know if i can do it i'm like babe the season's only you know 14 weeks you can do anything for 14 weeks and you don't have to do it again if you don't like it Right. But I want them to, to get outside of their their box. Right. And I've kind of forced those opportunities. And they have found things inside them they didn't even know that they would like. Like Spencer right. never thought he would like playing the tuba. He loves playing the tuba. <laughs> How know? did I so, not know that about Spencer? Yeah, he's I don't got know. one of those tuba personalities. Uh, wow. But and as parents, we should be providing our kids with uh, exposure to different yes. types of things. Absolutely. Give them those opportunities to try something that they might really excel at. Absolutely. But a lot of times I think parents are so busy, you know, mom and dad both working jobs and running kids and going to this and going to that, that it, it sometimes does not give the opportunity that kids need to experience different things. Well, and whoever said parenting was easy lied. It's work and it's (laughs) effort, but it It pays off. It is. It It, is work. Yeah. It does. It pays off for our kids. And so we are guiding our children's self-esteem. So if you have kids, Look at those lists of things that impact self-esteem and, you know, am I helping to guide their self-esteem to grow and be nurtured healthy? Am I always letting them win when we do something? Am I always trying to coddle them from, you know, failure? Let, Let them feel those feelings and then we can grow and learn through it. Absolutely. That's huge right here. Um, this is a one series, one show series. So I want you, cause we're going to do something different next week. Go back over the main points you wanted to make again, if you will, we got a couple minutes and just make those. So people, I think it's good. People can write things down if they have a minute. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, we're, you know, we're, we've really been talking about that confidence in our own worth and our own abilities. You know, we want that to be secure in who we are. 
and not based on things outside of us, what people think we are, other people's opinions of us or their acceptance of us. You know, I am who I am, no matter if you agree or like it, it doesn't change who, how I see myself. And we want to get there. You know, when we keep our self-esteem low, we're really in a hole of, you know, depression and getting sick more often and feeling shame and unworthy and not going where we want to go in life, just not content. On the other hand, we don't want to let our self-esteem lie to us that we're the best at everything we do and it's all about me because that's not okay either. No, it's not. Definitely want to get that balance in life where I do have skills I and I, there's some things I'm not good at and there's some things I'm very strong at and I am valued. I don't deserve to be talked to negatively. I don't deserve for someone to hit me. I don't deserve, you know, and so that you can feel confident enough that I can get help and get out or I can make right. changes and protect myself. I like that because you're really talking to the person who's in an abusive relationship and stays because they don't feel like they deserve anything any diff- different, right? Absolutely. So take some time and reflect. Where do you stand? Right. Look at what are your strengths? What do you do good at? What are your passions? What do you like? Those are things to start building. What is? What are the things you talk negatively about yourself? Write those down, get them out, and then find the real truth in it. Because most of the times the messages we give ourselves aren't the truth. Right. Especially when we have low self-esteem or high. Either way, it's not the truth. And so let's reality test that a little bit. And you'll find that you have so much more inside you than you didn't even realize. Oh, wow. This has been a treasure trove of information <laughs> tonight on this this subject. I mean, really good stuff. And I think it, it will help a lot of people. Go back and listen to it again right here on podcast at TantalkNetwork.com. It'll be up this evening. You can listen to it again. Bobby will have it up there and it'll stay up there. Also, this weekend, every Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern, you can listen to this show Again, and every weekend, we're on Starcom Radio Network. That's four words, starcomradionetwork.com. And you can hear our shows over and over again. But podcast is great. And then at the end of the month, our website manager, our webmaster, puts the shows on our goyard2014.org website. Plenty of ways they can listen to the shows over and over again. We want them to do that. Absolutely. It's a it's a benefit to listen and write. Take some notes. It'll help you. And we'll have a new topic next week. And who are you? I'm Dr. Angel. Oh, yeah, that's who you are. I'm Mama Mac. And this has been Go Yard. And we love being here every single week. See you next week, gang. Good night. With the new reset, my life take two. Oh, Lord, have mercy on this weary soul. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3, Listen.